I'm going to sound like a broken record because we've just been watching Cobra Kai and the Curse of Oak Island. And that's it. Oh, what have we been watching? Um, the kids and I watched Bly Manor on Saturday because it was cold and rainy and gross. So th- that was our Saturday evening thing. And I'm meh about it. It was no haunting of Hill House for damn sure. It was meh. Yeah, I've so I've heard. That's exactly what I've heard. So I'm not in a rush to watch it like I was when it first came out. And I was like, oh, I can't wait to watch it. Now I'm like, yeah, when I get around to it, I get around to it. Yeah, we watched that. Oh, and I it was the series finale, season finale. I'm not sure what, if they're going to go on of Lovecraft Country. I finished that. Uh-huh. Uh, that was Sunday night. It was really good. I don't know how they could make another season of it because, like, one well, main character is there no more. So I don't know what they're going to do there. But we'll see. I don't know. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to That So Original Podcast. And we are still talking about Ratchet. Can't stop talking about Ratchet. We are on episode six. I've got no strings. Or or got no strings. Just got no strings. Got no strings to hold me down. To make me. me What's that from? Pinocchio? Pinocchio. I thought so. All right. Well, do you want to start us off? Because I think you've got some things to say about Dolly and Eddie. I had some thoughts. Okay. Okay. So (laughs) the episode opens on search dogs. Cops and dogs are searching the woods for Eddie and Dolly. As we know, they escaped after the dance. Dolly's still wearing that real pretty pink prom dress deal so she's sticking out like a sore thumb in this forest so she decides to strip down to her underwear because she says we have to it will throw off our scent because Eddie's like what the hell are you doing no we're not getting busy right now we don't have time for this we gotta go she's like no strip down your underwear blah I saw it in a movie so they strip off down to their underwear and then wade in the river and now they're barefoot in their underwear running through the woods I said, quick note, Eddie is running in his boxers and his peen isn't hanging out the legs, so I call fake. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> then they stumble upon a deserted house because, oh, wow, what luck. As if the police won't immediately think to look here. This deserted house in the middle of the woods that just came out of nowhere. Then we flash to Mildred, who is staring through a window into an operating room where they are removing the bullet from Gwendolyn. She's bits kind of behind a curtain. The camera pulls back and the window in the door is oval and it's kind of got like a frame around it and her face is in profile. She looks like a piece of art, like a cameo. It is Mm -hmm. fantastic. Oh, it's so beautiful. Gwendolyn is out of surgery and she settled into a hospital room, but she's knocked out. She's got the tube in her throat and the whole deal. And two nurses are in taking her vitals when Mildred walks in. And I thought it was funny that Mildred's dress has no blood on it. So... She, when she rushed to her side, she didn't, like, try to do CPR or hold her or anything. She's got, if she did, she didn't get any blood on her dress. Excuse me, that is satin. It is satin. Do you know how hard it is to get blood out of satin? Well, maybe she had one of those, those tied pens and she just whipped it all out. I don't know. Yes. <laughs> so she tells the nurses to step out because she's still the boss. And she takes Gwendolyn's hand and she sits down and she's like, I have a confession to make. I haven't been honest with you. I haven't been able to tell you the truth. The truth about who I am. I've wanted to tell you this for a long time, but it's something I've never told anyone until now. But I can't keep lying to you. I have to tell you the truth. And at that exact moment, Gwendolyn starts to wake up like, hold up. I need to hear this shit. I need to hear whatever <laughs> she's going to say. 
So Mildred starts screaming for a nurse. And I was like, um, aren't you a nurse? Like, can't you handle this? <laughs> but she's right? calling for the nurse to get the doctor. And so she's telling Gwendolyn, you're all going to be all right. Just stay with me. Just stay with me. They share a meaningful glance. And Mildred's like, whew, I almost spilled all those beans. I'm glad she woke <laughs> up just now. Oh, thank God. This could got real awkward real quick. Uh, my only thought from that scene is all the medical equipment. I wonder where they got that because it is so archaic. And I know our medical system isn't great currently, but I'm just looking at that equipment like, holy shit, I'm glad that it's not the 40s. Right. At, at least in, as far as that goes. Well, I'm, I'm sure they had to have a property master that created that stuff, like just made it oh. like in, uh, by the picture. That would have been, been a cool job to have, though. Yes, that would have been so cool to recreate all that. Okay, opening credits. And now we are back to Eddie and Dolly in this nasty-ass house. And Dolly's talking about the depression, about people losing their homes and starving to death. And that's probably why this house is empty and has been for so long. Eddie says, you've got a taste for the macabre, don't you, Dolly? I'm like, she's a cold-blooded murderer, so I, yeah, probably. I was, like, so I was like, wow, thanks for the history lesson, Dolly. <laughs> I know, right? So they light a lantern so they can see all these spider webs better. And she's talking now about them being Bonnie and Clyde. And... <laughs> And he's like, okay. And she's loving up all over him. And she's like, oh, Eddie, baby, your teeth are chattering. Are you afraid? He's like, no, I'm cold. Get off me. <laughs> she's like, I'll warm you up. It's just this whole scene is, is so cliche. Yeah. I, I cringed throughout. So he pushes her off. He's like, okay, we need to find a gun or weapon or something. The, the bloodhounds, they're going to find us eventually. It's not like in the movies. And he's like, I didn't want to tell you that because it was just so adorable that you thought all that bullshit in movies was true. <laughs> and she gets super offended and she starts gaslighting the fuck out of him about how, well, you're the one having a hissy fit. And I'm like, oh boy, I bet he is rethinking mm -hmm. this whole running away together thing. Eddie, being the scavenger, I guess, finds the can of tomatoes and thinks, hey, he's like, jackpot. Dolly, however, has found something a little more useful. It's a shotgun. She found on the beam above the bed. And she's like, yeah, that's where my grandmother kept hers. Is that not where your grandmother kept it? And she obviously knows how to use it because she aims it at him, pulls the trigger, but it's not loaded. He's like, you could have killed me. I obviously know you've got it in you since you shot Briggs. And while she's loading the gun now, he's like, okay, I thought you liked being the damsel in distress and liked being scared and needing to be protected by a dangerous man. So, well, I mean, which one is it? Do you like dangerous men or do you like being dangerous? And again, with the gaslighting, she's just, I, I hate her. And I hate her in this whole episode. And I really hate her in this scene. I've got... Eddie is suddenly rethinking this plan with Dolly, or just Dolly altogether, because yeah, she's I, just... I think just Dolly, yeah. And he says, you scare me. And she's like, oh, I scare you, and I hate her. Mm -hmm. Anyway, he says, here's the truth. I'm probably the least scary man you ever met. And his demeanor and his face when he said that, mm -hmm. it, was, it was so weird with what we know about the things that he has done. She's very confused. He says, forget it. We're stuck with each other anyway. I'm like, yeah, he is definitely reconsidering this plan. 
So, since there's so many rats and rat shit in the house, Dolly storms off into the barn and she's making a bed in the hay because she can't sleep in rat shit. And um, Eddie has taken a shower somehow, question mark, because he walks in and he's like drying wet hair. I was like, dude, they got running water in there. I don't, uh, I'm very confused. I don't know what you so. did, but it's very weird. And then he stupidly asks her, well, can I sleep here? And she calls him stupid, which Eddie is not a big fan of. I mean, nobody likes to be called stupid. Mm-hmm. And I was these two are off the rails in completely different directions. Like, they're both mm-hmm. just, whoo. But anywho, I mean, that doesn't stop them from having sex. And Eddie is shocked. When Dolly straddles him, because this is obviously a very wild move, something that wasn't done back then, I guess. That's exactly what I said. I said, I guess anything other than missionary is wild to Eddie because his mind is like. Well, she says she imagined she was Jane Russell and then calls Eddie her big magic man and says she loves him so much. And this is the next morning after their night of passion. (laughs) And they kind of hear a rooster clucking and they look over and there's a rooster wandering around in this barn. And Eddie's like, we should eat him. Dolly says, cool, I'll boil him with the tomatoes. Just catch him and wring his throat. And he's like, um, wait a minute. I didn't mean I had to kill him to eat him. I mean, I thought that like we could like go to KFC or something. Right, 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 right. He's like, that chicken survived this long. And I don't know. I just don't feel right about it. And Dolly comes back with what everything I'm thinking. You killed four priests and slit a nice guy's throat and you can't kill a chicken to feed us. He's like, well, that chicken never had a mean thought. He never did a bad thing. Animals aren't like people. Neither did Harold. I know. Damn it. Neither did Harold. She's like, watch and listen, you vegan. (laughs) She's like, I'm going to show you how to do it for next time. So she proceeds to give him another lesson. But this one's about killing a chicken and how to hold its neck and crack its neck. And Eddie can't watch. He just can't do it. Just like me. He can't watch it. But he says, okay, well, when you're done, I'll clean it. That's that's as far as I'm going to go. Because, yuck. So back at Lucia... Ratched walks in to check on Gwendolyn, and she asks her how she feels. She's like, like, I've been shot. Ba-dum, ba-dum. Ba-dum. She says, you look good. <laughs> Gwendolyn says, yeah, no. And she is watching the creepiest puppet show on TV. I don't know if it was Punch and Judy. I'm not sure what puppet show it was, but it was an old-timey puppet show. I don't know. Ratched is horrified, and she asked the nurse to change the channel, the nurse that's in the room, but Gwendolyn says, no, I asked her to put it on. It makes me feel like a child. Ratched sits down, and she just randomly says, there was a puppet theater in the basement of the house I grew up in, and Gwendolyn's like, cool. She's like, some kids have all the luck. (laughs) And she laughs at herself and grabs her chest because laughing hurts her, and Ratched grabs her hand and says you okay? And she says, I am now. And Mm. I said, oh. Gwendolyn is completely oblivious to the fact that Mildred has had a guttural reaction to this puppet show. Mm -hmm. Like it has, it has just tore her apart to see this puppet show. The next day, back in Gwendolyn's room, Gwendolyn has a newspaper and she's showing an ad for a marionette show for kids of all ages to Mildred. And Mildred's like, yeah, I don't get it. She's like, oh, I told the governor I'd meet him in Stockton for a campaign stop. But the doctor says I can't drive myself. And I was like, who is this doctor? It can't be Hanover. So who is the doctor that's in charge of her? Because I want to know. Yeah. She's like, so I was thinking that um, you could drive me and we could go see the marionette show and have a nice dinner after. Maybe even an overnight. Hint, hint. And then you could hold on my car and drive back to work for tomorrow. And Mildred's like, yeah, I don't want to do that. And Gwendolyn's like, okay, well, forget it. It was just an idea. 
you know, just like the puppet show. Like, why would we even do that? We're not children. And Gwendolyn's like, I thought it'd be fun. Um, I don't know. And she's like, I kind of wish we were children. I could have met Mildred Ratchet before the world got to her. Before someone convinced her the only way to survive was to build a wall around herself and never let anybody in ever. And Mildred's like, I'm sorry. I think you don't get it. <laughs> it's not you. It's the puppet show. Gwendolyn's like, I think I understand perfectly. I can't do this game of cat and mouse. It's obvious what I have to offer you're not interested in. Life's too short, sweetheart, and nearly dying is very illuminating, and I have to forgive you for wasting my time. And I was like, ooh, Gwendolyn. Ooh. No, you're worth, honey. Mm-hmm. And then Mildred's crying. She's like, okay, God, guilt trip much. I'll freaking go to the puppet show with you. She's like, it sounds fun, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you getting hurt and almost, a well, you know, dying. It was very illuminating for me, too. I didn't want to lose you. I'm happy to do whatever you want to do. And then Gwen is like, well, that would make me so happy. And Mildred's like, okay, well, I guess I got to go pack a bag for a puppet show. It's a date again. Can I just interject here and ask... I thought this was a mental hospital, right? Right. Am so, I? Is this? Okay. Where is Where is Gwendolyn? I think she's in Lucia. I don't know who's treating her because, okay, one, it's a mental hospital, but Hanover can't be the only freaking doctor there, right? He can't be the only one. No, it's huge. It's huge. There are hundreds of patients. That we've right? never I mean, met. Yeah. <laughs> so they've got to be getting treated by somebody. I don't know. Yeah, that's why I, I was like, okay, are they... They have now an OR in Lucia. Well, they had an OR to do lobotomies. So they had an operating theater. Okay. So they had that. But I don't know if they called it another doctor. Where are they getting these surgeons? I don't know. My thought is that she's there because they're trying to keep this as much under wraps Uh... as they can. Because if they tell the that world that so much Edmund sense. escaped, Andy shot the governor's secretary, that's huge news. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, and, and that comes back later, and I think you're exactly right. I bet that's exactly it. They probably just brought in staff from some other... Or, like, the governor has a private physician, maybe? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I just wanted to... I don't know. That. I hadn't thought that all through until just now, so I'm with you. Okay, so we are about to get some backstory on Edmund and Mildred. And that scene a few episodes ago where she was down in the basement talking to him and they she was like, we'll never do that again. It explains that scene and makes it a little less gross, but also like 10,000 times more gross all at the same time. Just hold on to your butts, okay? Trigger warnings up the wazoo here, kids. Oh my god, so so many. This was just really very disturbing. So we're at the Creepy Puppet Theater, and I said, no, thank you, times 100,000 million. No. The theater is mainly filled with kids, a few grandparents, parents scattered around, and there's this really weird host guy. I didn't know what to call him. I kept calling him host guy. Do you have a better word for him? I called him the weird clown, but he's also very the MC from Cabaret. That's why he reminded me of is is Joel Gray from Cabaret, but with bad clown makeup. Yeah, he's got the clown makeup. I said this is reminding me of Freak Show so much. And Briggs is just over the moon. She says, this is so much fun. It hasn't even started. And and she's just like, this is so much fun. Thank you for coming with me. I was like, calm down, Gwendolyn. So the host guy, I'll call him the clown, okay? That's that, how I have him referred to as the clown. We'll do, we'll do that. 
Okay, so the clown. The clown is going to start telling a story, and the puppets on the stage are going to be acting out this story. But you know as the viewer that the story that that he is telling and that Mildred is watching and hearing, it is not the story that is actually happening in the theater. This has triggered some PTSD, something in her. So this story is not the puppet show because honestly, I know sometimes I can be kind of dumb. It took me a few minutes to kind of fully appreciate that. And I was like, why is everybody laughing? This is not a funny show. Oh, <laughs> <Aww, laughs> you sweet I summer know, child. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm, I'm so pretty. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> so the show is about a brother and sister who lost their mommy and daddy and they go on a great adventure. That's the clown's opening statement. And Mildred's face is horrified horrified the screen slides as we go through this between the show and Mildred's face and Mildred's face is always just like horrified the mommy puppet wants to drink and doesn't want to be a mommy anymore so she sends the girl puppet off to a foster home where someone else's mommy and daddy would take care of her so as the clown is telling the story we see a flashback of young Mildred arriving at a foster home this fat slob foster dad puppet slaps puppet Mildred for answering his question he asks her what's your name and she answers and we also see this happening in the flashback to young Mildred and the clown is saying how the foster parents beat Mildred and yelled at her for whatever she did. And we see the puppets on the stage are, are acting this out. And they did the same thing to the other orphan they took care of, a boy. So obviously this is going to be Edmund. And all the kids and Briggs are laughing hysterically. And it's just also weird because you know that they are seeing a very different show from this one that is in Mildred's head. So we see young Edmund and Mildred getting in trouble for talking to each other. And one day they meet their fairy godmother. This is a caseworker. She lies on their paperwork and says that they are biological siblings so that they will never be separated because they really started to lean on each other throughout these experiences. So she said, we'll do this and then you can always take care of each other. Quick note, did you notice who the caseworker is? No, uh-uh. It's Rosanna Arquette from um, Desperately Seeking Susan. I did not recognize her at all. I did the minute I saw her and I was like, oh, what are you doing here? But yeah. I did not recognize her. I'm going to go back and look at images from this episode because that did not click with me at all. She looks very different than she did when, I mean, back then. I think she's had a little bit of work done, but yeah, that's who it is. I love her. That's so, I don't know why I didn't recognize her, but. She's shown very briefly both times that she's shown, so that could be part of it. I was also typing furiously, so maybe that. Because there's a lot to the scene. The clown says each foster home they were sent to was worse than the next. And we see more scenes of the puppets beating the children puppets. One day the brother was beaten so badly his sister thought he might die. So they ran away back to the caseworker to beg her to find them a good home. She sends them to a big home with rich parents and they think this is it. This is going to be a good one. Yeah, they found their forever family. These parents live in a house as big as a castle. They give them presents, candy, and all the ice cream they could eat. And later they show the boy and the girl the best thing of all. In the basement is a puppet theater. I have puppy theater in my notes, but it's a puppet theater. Oh, <laughs> oh I wish it was a puppy theater. I wish theater. it was a puppy theater, too. 
but they can play to their heart's content. But they quickly realized that the stage wasn't made for puppets. It's made for bigger people. And they realized they're the ones expected to perform. The mom and dad would take out ads in the paper using a special code. And perverts from all around came to watch them perform unnatural acts on each other. To have sex with each other. Which is horrible. They decide to run away. But Edmund wants the parents to pay for what they've done. And Mildred's like, no, we just gotta go. And the parents are asleep. Edmund grabs a pair of scissors, and I love how it switches back and forth between people and puppets, people and puppets. And th- yes. and now it's the puppets, and the puppets go in and stab the sleeping stepmother in the eyes, gouges out her eyes, and, like, ribbons shoot out of her eyes. It's supposed to be about blood. And then, so Mildred comes in to see, you know, what, what is he doing, and finds him just stabbing the hell out of the dad and gouging out his eyes, and then she just runs. She she's terrified. So she runs until she can't run anymore. And she's going, I'm sorry, Edmund. I'm so sorry. I told you I'd never leave you. But I did. I promise I will come and find you someday. But she's like, I'm nope, I'm out of here for gouging people's eyes out. That's a little past me. I'm out. Mm -hmm. So in the middle of the puppet show, Mildred stands up and starts screaming and crying. How dare you? How dare you force these children to watch this show? And everybody's like, uh, what's the crazy lady screaming about in the kids' puppet show? And I was like, uh, Mildred, you've made everyone uncomfortable. So she runs out. And Gwendolyn's like, way to ruin it for us all, Mildred. Thanks. And the baby's crying. Like, gosh, good job, Mildred. Yeah. So they're in the car and Mildred's driving because obviously Gwendolyn can't. And Gwendolyn's like, so we going to talk about what happened or... Mildred's like, yeah, I probably should apologize. And Gwendolyn's like, nope, pull the car over. We need to talk this out. You have to tell me what's going on. By the way, I heard you when I came out of surgery. And you said there was something you had to tell me. So what? you're going to tell me who you are? Or are you gonna, what's, what, where are you going to do this? So miraculously, they find themselves back at the oyster bar because that's the place to share secrets now. That's like the joint. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mildred tells her, I was an orphan. I was placed in the foster system. I had a brother. He wasn't really my brother, just another orphan. And she goes through the whole story. Caseworker said that we were bio siblings, so we could stay together. The very last family, they abused us. Well, all the families abused us, but this one was different. The man and his wife, they forced my brother and I to perform sexual acts on one another. After maybe months, my brother and I decided we had to escape, but first he decided he had to kill them. And he did. And he told me to run, so I did. I left him there. I left him behind. But I made a promise that one day I would find him and now I have. Oh, P.S. He's a patient at Lucia. His name is Edmund Tullison. I don't know if you know him. (laughs) He he hangs out in the basement a lot. You may not have seen him. (laughs) And Gwendolyn's face is like, what the fuck? She looks like she's about to fall out of her chair. (laughs) I love the way they film this scene. And she's telling the story directly to the camera like we are Gwendolyn. And then when she's done and she's like, oh, yeah, P.S., it's Eddie. And they cut to like it was Mildred looking straight on at Gwendolyn. And Gwendolyn is like just, uh. just stunned. <laughs> just stunned. I know. She's like, oh, suddenly my gunshot wound's really hurting. I think I need to leave. <laughs> she's probably like, you know what? About all that stuff you said you needed to tell me. I just think we could have gone without all this. You want to keep that part a secret. A little bit longer. Just a little bit. Yeah, I don't think she anticipated it, that that, <laughs> that was going to be the That was not the secret she thought she had. She, yeah, no. I think mm-hmm. she was probably thinking she's married, she's run away from her husband, something. Yeah. Oh, boy. No. Uh, so we're back with Bonnie and Clyde sleeping on the barn floor. It's morning. Edmund wakes up and he tells Dolly, all right, get up. We got to move. 
I heard something. They're going to keep looking for us. We got to get out of here. And she's like, well, what about eggs first for breakfast? And he's like, what are you talking about? And then she's trying to seduce him. And he's like, dude, later, let's get going. So he opens the barn door and oops, it's the 5-0. They found them. Those bloodhounds, those goodest boys, they did their job and they tracked them down. They're yelling at Edmund to drop your weapons. We've got you surrounded. Edmund's like, back it up, back it up, back it up. Slams the door, locks it. And they're like, oh, we'll go around the back. Like, they're not going to be <laughs> around the back. They literally just said, you're surrounded. You know what that means, Eddie? So they go back in, and she's looking for the shotgun. He's like, sweetheart, no. We cannot shoot our way out of this. You do know what happened to Bonnie and Clyde, right? And he says, I'm going to turn myself in. Cue the dramatic music. I won't let you. And she flings her arms around him, and he says, I'll tell them I kidnapped you. You won't get in trouble. You just, you have to let me go. It's the only way we don't end up dead, and I don't want to live without you. And I said, this is the stupidest dialogue. I'm sorry. It sucks. And he says, I I can't even like read it. It's just, it's, it's that bad. You've given me more life than I've ever deserved. And I was like, she gave you one hand job and sex in a filthy barn. Settle down. (laughs) And a whole lot of headache. She gave you a shit ton of headache. Uh, Yeah. He tells her, I wanted a life with you, a house and babies, but it just wasn't in the cards. And they kiss. He walks out with his hands up and he's telling the cops as he's walking out, he's like, I kidnapped the girl. Don't punish her for anything that I've done. And suddenly dumbass Dolly flings open a side door and she's yelling and she's shooting the shotgun and she kills two police officers that are right in front of the barn. And then she goes down bonnie and clyde style because they unloaded every bullet in every gun they had bye bye dolly she was like scarface when she came out of that barn like she thought she was yes like who the hell does she think she was as she lays on the ground dying she's smiling and i was like bye bye dolly we won't miss you and the cops slam edmund on the ground cuff him and they said you're gonna rot in hell you son of a bitch and oh eddie you're going back it's going back Okay. So Edmund is returned to Lucia because we see another big car convoy of him in the back of a truck. And I was like, it seems like he needs to go to like real jail. Yes. Like, why don't, why is he coming back here? Your, <laughs> your Mexican security is not working out. So Mildred, of course, is right out there to greet them when they drive up. And he's in a straight jacket and a Hamble Lecter mask. Like, that is exactly what I said. I said he's in the Silence of the Lambs style mouth guard. Well, I'm like, he doesn't bite, guys. You overreact much. And she's like, armed guards will be watching him until the governor arrives in the morning. And Edmund starts screaming, Nurse Ratchet. Mm, hey, hello, Nurse Ratchet. Hey, remember me? Hey, Nurse Ratchet. And she's like, don't you dare address me, Mr. Tullison. You should think you're lucky stars. These cops didn't blow your head off. It's far more mercy than what I would have shown you. And I was like, oh, Millie's pissed. You pissed some people Mm -hmm. off. He didn't go along with her plan, damn it. And look what happened. Yeah, neither did Hanover. They're all a bunch of dicks. And look what happens. Mm -hmm. Can we all Mm -hmm. just please listen to Mildred? God bless it. Right. So, quick scene back at the barn that Dr. Hanover is having built, and he's outside watching the construction. Nurse Bucket walks up to him and tells him that the governor is there to see him. He says, thank you. You're looking well today, Nurse Bucket. 
that ship has sailed Hanover. She is, she's over it. She's like, whatever. Cut to Dr. Hanover's office with the governor and Briggs and Ratchet. They're all four there. And Hanover is trying to tell him about the hypnotherapy curing Miss Mills and Ratchet hands him her chart. And they're really excited about this. They're like, this is what our facility is about. And this, she shows the face of what we are trying to do much better than Edmund Tulls. <laughs> Forget that guy. But the governor is completely unimpressed. And Ratchet steps in. She tries to explain that Edmund is insane. This patient reflects what they're trying to do. They're trying to cure people, to make people better. And he says, he is so lucky she didn't smack the shit out of him. He was like, was I talking to you? She says, no. He says, then shut the fuck up. Oh, wow. Several, he also yikes. called her Miss Cratchit, uh, too. And then she corrected him to Ratchet, which I thought was so rude. I thought he was sweet on her. And then he just turns into he's a mad. Oh, he's big mad. He starts going off. And I got to give him some credit here. He says, okay, you let this murderer go to a dance where he then murders a guard, shoots my press secretary, and runs away with a nurse from the very same hospital. I was like, you know what? I gotta admit it. That's, it's not a good look. Nope. And then he says, uh, then a statewide manhunt ends up with two patrolmen and the accomplice dead. I think I've got all my facts straight. Well, I love that Briggs says, well, to be fair, it was the accomplice who shot me, not Edmund. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you. Hey, <laughs> thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. <sighs> so the governor's, he's on a roll. He's like, Hanover, our relationship's over. I hope my voters see that the war on mental illness was as stupid of an idea as I did. If you want your hospital to stay open, you're just going to sign this release saying Tullison is sane and fit for trial. And Mildred is scrambling. She's like, oh, but Dr. Hanover, <laughs> you probably should sign it. Stop it. <laughs> but he signs. The governor's like, yeah. Uh, I sincerely hope we never meet again. Everyone said when we first met that you were brilliant, but I thought this motherfucker is crazy. This just goes <laughs> to show you that first impressions are never wrong. See ya. Walks out. Mildred is stunned. Like, how did all my plans go to shit? Fucking Dolly. That's how. Yep. So Briggs is chasing the governor out and he's telling her, well, I have pulled the funding and the hospital will be bankrupt in a month. I lied. So he'd sign the release, but I'm not giving him any more money. He's, he's fucked. Edmund's going to be frying in the electric chair by Monday. And Bruce is like, well, maybe we could um, tease his execution for the voters. Wait until after the election. Get people to the polls. And he's like, listen, you have a nice ass, but you know that. It's the mouth. I'm so sick of the bullshit advice that spews from it. You're fired. You're fired. Sorry you got shot. <laughs> End scene. Oof. Oh, Boy, yeah, that went from bad to worse. What is Mildred going to do? But honestly, I mean, I don't like Governor Grabby Hands. I do love me some Vincent D'Onofrio, but... I know, but hearing him say these mean things, I'm like, stop it. He was so, I mean, he was spot on here. Like, yes. um, this is all bullshit. You're all in cahoots. I'm out. Bye-bye. See y'all. Seriously, though, everything that could have gone wrong, they have fucked up. Yeah. I don't blame him. This one was a short episode. It was very short. And it went really fast, you know. And there was a lot of information packed in that short amount of time. But, yeah, it was a really dark episode. Like, I was finding it hard to come up with funny things. I was like, damn, this is just... I think we've been waiting all along to figure out what Mildred and Edmund's story is. Mm -hmm. And it's... 
Uh, okay, as dark as this sounds, this is 100% what I expected. This is exactly what, I mean, not the puppet theater part, but I assume that this is what had happened with them. I wasn't on the foster parents forced them to do it thing, but I figured they had some kind of deal that happened in foster home that they were both molested at some time, maybe thought that was okay to have a relationship with a brother deal. I wasn't sure, but I knew that was coming. So I don't feel like that was shocking as much as they wanted it to be shocking. I'm hoping that we got some shit that's coming next because the next episode is called The Bucket List and I'm here for Bucket. Me I didn't too. like her, but this last episode, the dance was so good with her. Yes. I'd like to see where she goes. I'd like to see... I kind of like to see Bucket have a happy ever after. I don't know. I do. Maybe her and Huck hook up or something. I don't know. I do. I want her to have a happy ending because you're right. After last episode, I'm I'm kind of rooting for Betsy now. So Maybe she'll be a lesbian too and she'll be a lesbian with the lady from the hotel and they will be lesbian flappers together. Who knows? Hey, I mean, they would make a cute couple. Have you seen the, I'll have to post it. It uh, is a picture of Mildred and Gwendolyn and Lenore and uh, Nurse Bucket and they're all dressed like fantastic they look like a million bucks and it says the sex in the city reunion we all need oh my gosh that's amazing i'll have to post it because they all look fantastic they're all just so gorgeous and oh i loved it and but anyway there's only two episodes left we need to clear up this lenore nonsense I mean, we're kind of, I mean, we've got the Eddie and Dolly things done. I mean, I don't know if she's ever going to be able to get Eddie out now. Not really sad about it because, I don't know, not a big Eddie fan, so. If you're dumb enough to go along with Dolly's plan, then you can just rot in that basement. I don't think they're ever going to get him in the electric chair. I, I don't know, man. I think he's, I think he's developmentally delayed. I think he was to begin with. And then he got his head beat in quite a bit and was treated awfully. Mm -hmm. I don't think he has the mental capacity to realize what he's done. I don't know. I'm split. I'm split on him. A hundred percent. Because he really could not separate Dolly shooting Gwendolyn and him slitting Harold's throat. He was like, he couldn't get that well, what you did was wrong, but what I did was okay. Like, his critical thinking is just non-existent. Right. He's such an odd character. I'm still not a fan. I'm still not a Whitrock fan. I'm just... I did feel for him when he was stuck in a barn with Dolly, because Dolly is awful, so... (laughs) So that's it for episode six of Ratchet on Netflix. And we will be back next week with episode seven. And we're going to learn all about Betsy Bucket. And we are pretty close to being done with this. So we need to start thinking about what we're doing next. And we would love if you guys would give us some ideas. And where where could they do that, Tiffany? You can reach us on That's So Original Podcast on Facebook. That's So Original Podcast on Instagram. You can send us an email. We love emails. We love them so much. Um, at That's So Original Podcast at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on Twitter at That's So Pod. You can leave us a comment on any of our episodes on the website. That's So Original Podcast.com. 
Yes. Or leave us a review. And we see the download numbers. We pay attention to that stuff because um, we kind of obsess about it. Thanks. Mm-hmm. We know you're out there. So I would love for you to reach out if you're actually listening to the episodes and tell us something you'd like us to watch next. We've had a lot of fun doing this series. So maybe we need to do another series. Maybe you'd rather we do movies. So let us know and we will figure it out. Yeah. I heard some good things about a couple new series on Hulu. So those are options. And then there's a couple like original movies out that just came out. So let us know. Yeah. And we actually did get one new five-star unwritten review on Apple iTunes. So whoever did that, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Because I'm also obsessively checking that. And when I say obsessively, checking the downloads like I'm reloading that page (laughs) several times a day and then she messages me (laughs) it's gone up by one (laughs) yeah (laughs) update two more okay so yeah let us know what you want us to do we're here for you for sure all right well we will talk in your area next time bye bye